Life is crazy. The world is chaotic. And when life gives you lemons, Pastors Live helps you learn to juggle. Pray, go. Oh, I'm trying, yeah. Dave. I'm Dave, trying. Uh, yeah, You're interrupting yeah. me, Dave. Lord, go before okay, us in Christ's yeah. name. They're good. They're very funny. They're hilarious. They just be whoever they want to be. It's just really funny. You're listening to the top-rated, number one absolute best podcast. Well, according to Pastor Dave and the other three listeners, this is Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and that other guy. I've never heard of Voltron. Of course you haven't. It's not going to exist for another 1,500 years now, Patrick. Yeah, get with the program, Patrick. All right, I'll try again. Uh, The Trinity is like how the same man can be a husband and a father and an employer. Moralism again. All right, then it's like the three layers of an apple. Partialism revisited. Fine. The Trinity is a mystery which cannot be comprehended by human reason, but is understood only through faith and is best confessed in the words of the Athanasian Creed, which states that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance, that we are compelled by the Christian truth to confess that each distinct person is God and Lord, and that the deity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is one, equal in glory, co-equal in majesty. Well, why didn't you just say that, Patrick? Yeah, quit beating around the bush. <laughs> and we're starting. Hey, everybody, it's Pastors Live. And, uh, it, well, you know, that was, was easy. That was easy. That's a quick way to get rid of Dino, wasn't it? That was awesome. <laughs> hey, so, hey, listen, everybody, it's Pastors Live. It's Tuesday, January 31st. Listen, we got some great guys in the studio today. It is Pastors Live. It's Tuesday, January 31st. Guys, we are done with the first month of January. It's really it, it, the first month of January. We are done with the first month of January, and we'll be back to it in a year. Yeah, we're done with the first month of the year. It's kind of amazing. Is anybody else feeling like time is just flying by? Anybody else feeling that way? Okay, all right. It just feels like time is flying by. We got Pastor Shane here today. We got Pastor Dave here today. We got the other other guy. We got Dino here today. We got the other guy. We got Pastor James is here today. Uh, We have an empty microphone, which belongs to Simeon. He's not here today, but uh, you know he says hi as always. And then we have Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head and their little one Spud. And then, of course, we have the myth, the legend, <laughs> the man of the hour. We have Gary Austin, Time the voice keeps on of ticking, the valley. Ticking, That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, yeah, shut up. It's okay. <laughs> Gary, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Ty. Good, man. Doing We're well. so thankful for you. And, for you. and gentlemen, uh, today is a very special day in my house. You have to understand that this is a very special day in my home. Today is National Hot Chocolate Day, and that's a big deal in our house because, you know what, it's about hot chocolate. So, um, you guys, hot chocolate with or without marshmallows, with or without whipped cream, how do you have it? How do you have yours, uh, Shane? How do you have hot chocolate? I like a little tiny bit of marshmallow or cream, like whipped cream, with crushed peppermint. There you go. Yeah. Yep. All right, Dave, what about you, man? Same. Same? Okay, Dean? Uh, it all you like depends. yours with a donut. I like it with a donut. Yeah. I actually, I, as a kid, I would mix it up, and then I'd put another dollop of mix on top and let it just, then i do that. Oh, just, okay. Just, yeah, so you extra, extra hot chocolate. Extra, extra hot uh, chocolate. Okay, what about you? I would love it with marshmallows and whipped cream. Yeah, marshmallows uh, excuse and me. whipped cream. Excuse me. Marshmallows and whipped cream. Huh. Whip. Whip. Yes. Yeah, it's a, yeah, just to clarify, it's whipped cream. Whipped cream. Whipped cream. Yes, uh, Gary, what about you? <laughs> oh, whipped cream. Do you like cream. whipped cream? Yes. Whipped cream. Yeah, yeah whipped cream. Oh. Yes, okay. Yeah, a little bit of... Uh, 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> Peppermint schnapps isn't bad either. <laughs> A man yeah. after my own heart. <laughs> okay, and that's Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. If you have any comments or questions, it's Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. Well, how do you like your so, eggnog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, same uh, with uh, Peppermint. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know what? I For me, I grew up in that era of the little hard marshmallows. You guys remember? Dave, you remember those, right? I do. Yeah, and th- those were like... Uh, that was it, man. If you, you could chew on the marshmallow, drink. Oh, it was yeah, it was great. But I'm still kind of in that place where I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have hot chocolate anymore, but I really do like it. But I love it when you you, you make it and it's it's with whole milk and you put whipped cream yeah. in it and you got the and I love peppermint in my oh yeah, it's great. It's it's, it's really really good. Hey, let us know how you like your uh, hot chocolate at Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. If you win, maybe we'll see if Greenhouse Coffee will make it for you and we'll give it to you for free. So Ooh. just saying, you know, uh, or Gary might make you one. Yeah, which could be issues. <laughs> yeah, depending on what we got going on there. Hey, so uh, guys, as we're getting into it, we're getting into the Word. Uh, this week, uh, we're continuing our readings through the Bible. And today, we're in Matthew chapter 22, starting verse 23, where there's a conflict between Jesus and the Sadducees. And of course, I mean, the, the reason was they didn't believe in the resurrection. So that, that's, that's one well, of that's the first issues. Sad. But I, I think they, they were sad, you see. I know, it's, it's a joke that we can't pass up. But, uh, but they were sad in that sense that they didn't believe in the resurrection. But they, they really didn't believe in the resurrection. They confronted Jesus and they gave this great example of saying, hey man, Look, uh, there's, so there's this, there's this guy gets married to this girl, and he dies, and his brother, you know, does the Leverite vow. He comes in, he dies, and then the next brother comes in, he dies, and all the way up to the seven brothers. And so, which, which one is she going to be in the kingdom of heaven? You know, after the resurrection. And Jesus says this. He says, uh, "You are mistaken and are not knowing the scriptures." nor the power of God. And I think it's interesting that when we, as we go through life, that there are things that we we have to deal with, and there are times that people just don't understand the Word of God, and it does create sometimes conflict with religious leaders. I mean, people who are religious leaders in the world, uh, they, they, they misunderstand the Word of God, but they, they're in disagreement with God, and it, it's hard for us sometimes because we don't like to we don't like to be in conflict with people, but there are times that people just don't know the Word of God. Have you guys noticed that so there are times that there are religious people that just don't seem to know their Bible or don't care to know it? Or, you know, what do you guys do when you guys have that conflict with people, you know, especially religious leaders who seem to just not understand the Word of God or, or adding to or taking away? I mean, how do you guys handle that? Well, the challenge is to not take it personally and become defensive because you aren't being attacked. It's God's Word that's being attacked. And so doing your best to set up that um, respectful conversation and dialogue to where you, you say, hey, let's look at the text, you know, and you walk through it um, kind of like what was, I don't it's all blurring together, but you know, what does the text say? Yeah. What does the text say? Um, and that was one of my, uh, one of my professors, uh, Dr. Bashirs, who teaches theology at Western seminary, he would always do that in the room because we, the, this conversation would come up in the room and you'd have like, you'd have people from different tribes, right? And all, and you have these people from different tribes. And you have uh, ladies that were in full time ministry, and women that were pastors, women that were just pastors' wives. We had guys that were part of a word faith movement, things like that. Like they're all from different places. And he would just go. The conversation would go on. He go, okay, now, what does the Bible say, and what does the text say in its context? So we don't make a pretext. So let's let's look at it. And he would just go back to the Bible. And I love what Jesus did. He says, "You're mistaken, not knowing the scriptures. I mean, you're making an error." 
theologically because you don't know the Bible. And I think a lot of people do that. And I, I love the fact that, yeah, we just have to have, we have to have a civil conversation. And I love what he just says to him. He just corrects them. He says, you don't know the scripture nor the power of God. Don't worry about the resurrection. God's got that. But here's what the word of God says. And I think that's really, really important. And he another, cor- oh, sorry, go ahead. He Jay. corrects the religious rulers of the day multiple times in his ministry in the three years. Uh, I think of the Sabbath, you know, in Matthew chapter 12, when they, when they try to say, hey, is it right to heal on the Sabbath? Right? Absolutely. And they're all, they're all uh, kind of uptight in that sense. And, and Jesus looks at him and he goes, dude, come on, are you serious? Essentially, he says, are you serious? If, if you had a sheep that fell into a pit on the Sabbath, you would go and you would get that sheep because you think it's valuable. How much more valuable is a guy that needs to be healed? On right? the Sabbath, right, yeah. And I, I wrote down, um, and, and in, in that story, in that instance, Jesus is- Was it a is sheep a, or was it a donkey? It was like, a sheep it was a in sheep? Matthew. Okay. Matthew was a and sheep, okay. In that instance, Jesus is actually pushed out of the synagogue, their place of worship, right? And I wrote down in my Bible, it's not always happening in the church, in quotation marks, because Jesus is sometimes pushed out when the leaders aren't responding to the word of God. Ooh, I mean, that, that, I mean that's that. I mean that that's kind of a little, a little drama, a little bomb drop, but it's true. But the cool yeah. thing is that just because it wasn't happening or whatever in the in the synagogue, right? The people follow Jesus outside so yeah. people are still getting saved they're still interacting with jesus they're still uh coming to jesus and so just because it's not happening in the four walls so right. to speak or that system doesn't mean that the holy spirit can't do a big work well and i know dave and i were talking the other day uh at the end of uh one of the programs about guys that would come in and that you know they have a lot of education and they're like well listen you know i know you've heard this verse means this but i'm going to really tell you what it means mm. and so and that that's difficult because that's what was going on in jesus's day too and it, it really hasn't changed yeah. and listen you, you need to pick up your bible and you need to read it for yourself i want to encourage you read your bible for yourself um acts 17 11 right um and I, I grew up uh cutting my teeth on a guy named chuck missler many many years ago and man chuck would he'd, he'd push the envelope i don't dave you know you and i talked about that a couple times but he'd always say this he'd always say hey don't believe what i said Acts 17 11 check it out for yourself which it almost was a license for him to say something cessational you know like he would he's like hey i just before i say this next thing remember Acts 17 11 and then he would drop this huge bomb on you and you'd go Okay, now I got to go check that out because what you just said troubles my spirit for some reason or things like that, you know, and and I think that's important. Challenges my understanding. Or, yeah, or challenges my understanding. I want to make sure what you just said is right. And and I know whenever I'm in a classroom. Chuck used to say, remember, Acts 17.11 says, quote, don't believe anything Chuck Missler says. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is true. Well, I, and I think that's valid. I, I you know, I, there are people that we respect, and yes, there are yes. teachers that we respect. But I, I believe that they earn that respect over time. It's and so like when you're watching online, this is the scary thing about people watching and just receiving so much media. Um, yeah. Is people like. Oh, I found this one study, and this was really, really good. And so, and like you have, you're watching TikTok theology, and I want to, I want to encourage you. That's really dangerous. By the way, TikTok theology, you're getting a one minute ideal. And by the way, some of them are biblically accurate, but you got to check. But some of them are not. And you, you you can't have TikTok theology. You can't, it's not a one minute conversation. Uh, you well, know, there, there's yeah. that, and and the other thing is this: when when someone says to me, um, and it happens from time to time. 
Um, hey, I've been doing some research, yada, yada, yada. And you go, what kind of research have you been doing? I've been looking at this guy. I've been watching this guy's podcast. I've been doing this thing on YouTube. There's this guy on TikTok. Guys, that's not research. Amen. That, Amen. That's not research. That's watching a guy on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Jesus says, you yeah. search the scriptures and they speak of me. Right. Well, <laughs> not that, the but, internet. But that's yeah. what Acts yeah. 1711 says, right? Right. They were more noble. Right. right, the Bereans were were more noble than those in Thessalonica because they searched the scriptures to see if the things I said were so. Yeah, or I love that. Dave. Don't believe anything Dave Coleman says. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Well, man. and I believe that anytime that I go to church, I I need to sit there as a good Bible student. I, I'm a, I, I'm there, but I need to be listening with the ears of the Spirit. I need to be listening with my Bible open. I need to be checking what I'm hearing. And, you know, it was funny, Dave, and we've talked about this, you know, you spend, you spend, you know, 25 hours in a week or something like that preparing to teach a message. Right. And then you teach the message and then somebody comes up to you and is complains about, you know, the room is too hot, the room is too cold, the music is too loud, the music is too soft. Why do we have lights? Why do we not have lights? Why do we have, pe- why don't we have pews? Where are the hymnals? Uh, you know, and all that stuff, right? You mispronounced Agabus. Oh, you mispronounced Agabus, right? I've never gotten that one. Yet. Uh, yeah, well, but, but what's funny to me is somebody came up to me the other day and they were they were hot in the sense that they were they were really disturbed because I referred, I, I referenced a Bible verse. I got the verse right, I got the address wrong. And keep in mind, the addresses aren't divinely inspired, so it's just how right. we communicate where things are in the Bible. And and I, I kind of giggled, and they said, why are you laughing? I said, I'm laughing because I'm so happy you were paying attention and you were checking. That's awesome. Because that, that's where they, I said, good for you for being a good Bible student, and thank you for that. I'll make that adjustment in my notes. Um, and sometimes it, sometimes I just I, I type it wrong or yeah. I'm in a hurry, or I'm just doing it from memory, and that's usually when I get an address wrong is I'm doing it from memory. Um, yeah, like, oh, is that First Samuel or Second yeah. Samuel? Yeah, right. Is it? Yeah, and 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 I and I. It's re- a fifty-fifty shot, so you shoot it. You know, bam. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and what's really interesting is what I appreciate is uh, in the Tanakh, it's just Kings or Chronicles. There's no first or second, and so <laughs> it makes life a little bit easier because just in Kings well, for us. You know, but yeah, most yeah. people aren't sitting in the congregation with the. What, how'd you how'd you pronounce it? Tanakh. Tanakh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you want some of these? You didn't bring your Tanakh. You pass the Kleenex. Yes. You guys know what Tanakh stands for, right? Tanakh, Tanakh. Who's there? Jesus. Tanakh is to not ring. Yeah, Tanakh is to not ring. I do not know what that stands for. Oh, man, I was really going to try and talk about the Torah, the Nebuhim, and the Kevin. You were going to do some serious teaching. You got a bunch of guys cutting up in here. But here's the funny, here's the cool thing, though, because when we get to Luke 24, we're actually going to talk about that. Oh, sorry, we get to Luke twenty-four because Jesus actually shares out of all three of those, and it actually specifically shares with us that he shares from those three areas of Scripture, which is the law and the narratives and the the prophets. And so I just I'm go. like, yeah, that's like yes, yes, cool, you know. So I'm like, all right, you know. So but yes, it, it makes it easier when you don't have to remember first and second. I so back to the original question. I always go back to the Bible will interpret itself. If you're if you're reading something in the Bible and you you go, well, I think it means this. Check it against the rest of the Bible and let the Bible interpret itself. Well, and you and you just you just said something that's really important. I think it means right. Yeah, when it, someone says that. Yeah, well, let's take a look at what the Bible let's say. Right? What, what it yeah, means to me. And if you're yeah, uh, yeah that's that. but that's the, the truth what, is we're we're trying to interpret this with fallible minds with with minds that right. are 
sinful that are tarnished. And these are in, these are the words of an infallible God. Right. And so we have to go back and go, well, does does that line up with something else he says in Scripture? Does that line up with what he says over here or over here and marry those two things up? You know. Well, that's that's like the that's like that baptism question, mm-hmm. right? Well, I in this verse I see that we need to be baptized to be saved. Like if somebody says that, mm-hmm. but then you look at the whole Bible and you go, but the whole Bible it's it's it is by trust in Christ. Mm-hmm. Right, he who calls upon the name of the Lord and trusts in Christ. Those, those are the people. Those are the ones that are saved. It's not a work that we do, mm-hmm. um, but it, you know, baptism is something we do out of obedience for sure. And the the well, other, you would think yeah. that if salvation were um, a prerequisite to baptism, Jesus would have had a massive baptism ministry. I mean, he'd have been selling towels. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, was, know, uh, yeah, absolutely, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, well, one I thought it was really interesting. First uh, Corinthians twelve thirteen. I, I was looking at something about the body of Christ, like we're mm-hmm. one body, right? And something just jumped off the page. And I don't know if you guys have that happen to you. Like you've read a verse like hundreds of times, and all of a sudden something jumps off the page. And so this comes down to like we were taught. We've been talking about all right. If ba- baptism is not required for us to be saved, that is faith in Jesus Christ and the faith in Jesus Christ is and that idea of faith in the Bible is it's it's it is trust plus action so right so but if you if you believed on Jesus Christ well you should be baptized right and I, I believe every believer should be baptized and then I read this in first Corinthians 12 13 it says uh, for by one spirit we were all yeah. baptized into one body, yep. the church, right? And I'm, I, that I've added just for clarity. Uh, whether Jew nor Greek, whether slave nor free, and all have been made to drink into one spirit. And I, I just thought it was interesting. So uh, but yeah, there is in this idea of this this baptism that it, we've all experienced. I mean, this isn't necessarily talking about water baptism. It's talking about spirit and being baptized into Christ. But at the same time, when you're when you are baptized publicly, right? You are saying I am part of the body, and so you start going, "Huh? I, I think I think it's healthy to say that believers should be baptized. I think we should respond. Right. It, it, there's a blessing in that obedience. I think it's A.R. Tory uh, wrote that book, The Blessing in Obedience. R.A. Tory. R.A. Tory. Right. Did I say that? Did I say A.R. That? Okay, okay, yeah. Your dyslexia is kicking in. Yes. So it's R.A. Tory. That's I think he wrote that book called Blessing in Obedience, right? Yeah. Which is a great book on that. Yeah, so I wrote a thesis on 1 Corinthians 12, 13 when I was at Baptist Bible College. And um, man, I worked hard on it. And like I had 60 hours of research into that passage. Mm. And um, I was pretty happy with my work and um, paid a gal to type it up for me real pretty and nice. And I got a whopping B plus and (laughs) I was pretty upset. And uh, so I went in to see Professor Bulick and said, I, I don't understand this. Why, why this grade? And he said, did you look at the name of the college that you're attending? <laughs> and, yeah. He goes, BBC has a statement on this verse that this is referring to water baptism. And I said, yeah, but you're my bibliology prof and my theology prof. And you taught me to look at the context. Yes. I said, in the context, he's talking about spirit baptism. Yeah, 100%. He got up, closed his office door, came back to his desk and sat down and said, Mr. Coleman, I'm going to change your grade to an A 
And if you tell anybody we had this conversation, I'll deny it. So in case you're listening, <laughs> in case you're listening, Tom, uh, you just got outed. But true story, we had we had about an hour conversation about that verse. Yeah, and it's just it's it's odd, and it, it comes back to context. Guys. Right. Context, yeah. because this is speaking of that spirit baptism, all being baptized in the spirit, and the the idea is so beautiful because it is into one body. And I, but I was like, I was sharing with people that were being baptized last time we had our baptism. Uh, it was in January, the beginning of January, because it's still January, but it, it feels like it, was, it feels like it was a year ago. Uh, but we were, I was telling people, look, this is this is you saying, I am part of God and I'm part of this community. This is the community I want to witness. These are the people that are in my life. I want to be known by this community. I want to know this community, and so I'm being baptized. And so it's, it, I think it's really important because I was telling people, look, when you go in that water, you come up, you ask for the Spirit of God. You you right. you ask for that fullness mm-hmm. of God in you, and and you just have that moment with the Lord. And it was amazing to see people that recognition that we are baptized by the Spirit into one body, the church. Right. But we are also when as the church, we are obedient in that disciples baptism, right? Where we are baptized by disciples as a public witness of that confession. Yep. Right. And that's where we've and I, I've started looking a little bit more into this idea of like, can people believe and not be saved? I mean, can right. you know? Can can we have a no, like a head knowledge versus? Yeah, even the demons believe. Yeah, even the demons believe yeah. and they tremble, right? Most so people, they're, they're wise enough to tremble. The problem is we have people who believe and they're not even wise enough yeah. to tremble. Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, they have no fear right. of God. They miss no heaven by eighteen inches, man. Well, right. yeah, uh, yeah, right. and and right. It, it it really does break your heart because you realize here's this wonderful group of people that are you know there, but it's the whole thing. Lord, Lord, did we not do this in your name? <sighs> and did we not do miracles? In your, did we not do that? And he's going to say, "Depart from me, you workers of iniquity." And he's going to say those words, "I never knew you." I mean, that's a and, sad and there's verse. There's the thing that's that scripture, Matthew seven twenty two, twenty through twenty two, uh, the end of the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus says, "Many will come in that day and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all these wonderful things?" And I'll say, "I never knew you." Man, when I was a kid, that used to scare the snot out of me. Right, as a high schooler, and 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 you know, I love the Lord, and gosh, what if I'm not, you know, what if I'm not saved? And then you get a little older and you read, you go back and read it and you learn about context and you look at that again, uh-huh. Lord, did, didn't I do this in your name and I, I did me, that me, in your name me. and the emphasis is on me. Yeah. Right. Right. Look what I did for you instead of, Lord, I don't deserve to go to heaven, look but what look you, what you, you did, did for, for me. me. Yeah, and that's that's the difference, guys. And I that verse doesn't scare me anymore. Yeah, yeah. Ex- for me, yeah. Well, yeah. It frightens me to death for, for other others, people yeah. who say, "Yeah, but I believe in God." Well, con- like James said, "Well, congratulations. congratulations, you're right there with the demons." I mean, you're really that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, come on. Yeah. It's like believing in God. That's not it, man. It's putting your faith, your trust, whoever. Pardon me, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten mm. son that whosoever believes that is depends upon, puts all their allegiance upon mm-hmm. and their trust in him shall be saved. Well, and that's, I think, when you, you start talking about, because, you know, I mentioned around here, it's like you have to realize there's a change of allegiance, right? When you come to faith. Yeah. It's like, man, my allegiance is for myself. My allegiance is for my world. My rights. My rights. <laughs> my <laughs> My freedoms, my entitlements, whatever. <laughs> but when you come to Christ, it's a change of allegiance from a, a worldly kingdom to a the kingdom of God. And we want to come into this place where I'm going to have my allegiance in the kingdom. And if my allegiance is part of the kingdom, things in my life will change. 
but they, they don't change overnight. We still have to work oh, those things through, and we right. got to deal with stuff. But we want to work our way through that. You right. know? And I think that's really important. You and I talked about that in the coffee shop a couple of weeks ago. It's like Jesus came to fulfill the law, not to say, check, I did it, but for you, right? And so right. as we end today the program, I just remind, if you are following Christ, the Holy Spirit lives within you, and he will start fulfilling the law that's through right. you, that's and right. it's called sanctification. There so. Yeah, and that might be spirit, and man. that might be a great place to just start tomorrow. The difference between the ideas justification, sanctification, uh, what does that mean for us as Christians? You know, right. and it's well, great meanwhile, to go to go to greenhouse, get yourself a cup of hot chocolate, and think these things through. Absolutely. So, Dave, you know, last week you 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 went ahead and fasted coffee last week, right? I did. Did you drink any hot chocolate? No, I was tempted. When you and I went to Greenhouse the other day, I was tempted to get a hot chocolate. I said, nope, I got the African sunset. You did, and you realize if you would have gotten the hot one. chocolate, I wouldn't I wouldn't have looked at you sideways. I, I wouldn't know. have I'd been all good. I know. Hey, listen, you're loved, your family. God bless you. And again, Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. It's the one and only Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane. And that other guy. His music. His word. The Rev.